Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got FB's doghouse on the line after the Nationals drop game four of the NLDS of the Dodgers, six to five. And give me one second to finish out my tweeting duties here, doghouse. But uh, they come back against Clayton Kershaw late, tied up at five, handed over to the bullpen. Blake Trinan gets two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning, a hit-by-pitch on Andrew Tolles, a single by Andre Ethier who goes the other way to beat the shift. Uh, at that point, it looked clear to me, and I'm sure Dusty Baker will say later, that he didn't want to use Sammy Solis again after he'd used him in the previous games. They had him up in warming, though. They leave Blake Trinan in to face Chase Utley. Uh, One-two spider leaves it up in the zone. Utley singles to right to drive Tolles in the go-ahead run there. I'm just pulling up Blake Trinan's stats because we all know his troubles against lefties in the past, but he's been good against them this season. Uh, what do you think of Dusty Baker's decision there to leave him in to face the left-hander, Chase Utley? Uh, hold on one second while I pull up the stats because I think it's uh, important to uh, note. I, I actually got his stats right improve. in front of me right now. Uh, it, his his line against, against righties, 221, 296, 305. You know, very, uh, very good and worthy of a high leverage guy. His line against lefties, 218, 348, 390. Not great, but really not terrible. And he's, no. he's been decent so far this year. Um, honestly, I, I don't think I can fault Dusty that much. Uh, Solis threw two innings yesterday. Okay, he only threw an out, uh, the day, uh, an out the game before that and had a day off the day before that. Uh, so he could have gone to Solis earlier, but this is – not a must-win for the Nats. Uh, the matchup is favorable for for Thursday, so I can see Dusty not wanting to air it all out if he doesn't have to. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't like the result, but I, I don't I don't think I find too much fault with it at this point. I just uh, I. I... <laughs> I understand completely what you're saying. I sort of agree with it, but part of me says. Uh, you don't play like you can go another day. You play to win it right there and right then, and you're not ahead. Of, of course, it's tied. You might need the left-hander later in the game. Trinan has, as we just noted, been a lot better against left-handers this season. But uh, is there is there any part of you as well that says you just you can't play for another game there? You have to try to win it when you have the chance and try to kick the Dodgers when they're down and stop them in L.A. rather than going back to D.C.? Oh, of course, but it didn't work. And, you know, right. he, he could have put Solis earlier in, in earlier and, and gotten lit up too. Of course, the the, the odds are, are more in your favor there. But, uh, honestly, the odds were against trying and letting the two guys on in front of him. Um, right. It's, it's, you know, baseball. What are you going to do? You, you play the this odds on, the, on every move you make as a manager. This isn't a real question, but – to have to be blanking at Chase Utley that does. I hate his dumb fat rat face. <laughs> I do not. That's, like that's what I got to say about him. <laughs> uh, Clayton Kershaw on fat rat for the Dodgers. Face. <laughs> for the Dodgers in a must-win game, one and two, zero nine six ERA, three earned runs and twenty-eight innings pitched, and five starts after he came off the DL for a herni- mild, as the Dodgers described it, herniated disc in his lower back. Uh, gave up three earned runs in five innings in Game One of the NLDS uh, Friday night in DC. 
starting on three days rest because they needed him to go. He went out there and took the mound. Um, Turner singles, Harper walks, Trey in on a Murphy, Daniel Murphy single early, one nothing Nats. Turner two for two after a single. He goes first to third uh, on a worth hit, scores on a sack fly by Murphy to tie it up at two. I didn't write down the innings in here, so let me just pull it up <laughs> while I'm doing it. Uh, that was in the top of the third. Tied at two after that. Uh, 11 of 12 set down by uh, Kershaw after a worth single in the third. Two on, two out versus Harp in the seventh. Uh, walk on his 110th pitch. I, I can't say enough about Bryce Harper's at bat there. Uh, I just, he, you know, he's struggling at the plate. He's not necessarily hitting the ball well, but uh, he did what he had to do there to get the Nationals in a good position. Uh, loads the bases up. Kershaw on the mound still. Uh, Dave Roberts comes out to talk to him. <laughs> There's a Grady Little in Boston who left Pedro in there. He had a, perhaps a great uh, little moment there. Uh, leaves him in. And he walks him below the bases. Kershaw out with the bases loaded. Pedro Baez comes on and hits Jason Worth at the first pitch he throws. I, I believe it was the first pitch, whatever. Uh, Luis Avalon comes on. Daniel Murphy yeah. lines, a, lines a 1-0 fastball. Uh, two runs, singles, the left center at that point. Five to five games. Uh, as I said, I can't say enough about Harper's at bat there. I like Dave Roberts leaving Kershaw in versus Harper. It didn't work out. He walked him below the bases, and then just really impressive stuff by the Nationals. Worth took that hit, hit by pitch like a champ, and Dan, Daniel Murphy just lining that 1-0 fastball. Why Louis Avalon threw him a fastball, I'll never understand, but just a great piece of hitting by Murphy there. Lines it in to tie the game up at that point, 5-5, five to five after Kershaw had dominated the Nats for most of the night. Any inning that starts with Danny Espinosa getting a clean base hit, a base hit, you know, <laughs> is, is hashtag inning of density, and, uh, and and we saw that there. Uh, there's there's no no doubt that 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 Harper AD was was pure hero time there. Uh, he he didn't try to do too much. He stayed within himself. He took what the game gave him. The game gave him a walk. Uh, he, he didn't press there. He didn't. He didn't try to, to hit a five-run home run with with two men on base. Uh, he got. He was facing a tiring pitcher, and in, in this case, being the hero meant not trying to overextend and get the heroic single-game tying hit, but extend the inning, get into the bullpen, and let them make even more mistakes. I, I'd actually been wondering why uh, why Roberts was riding Kershaw so long because I'm not that familiar with the, with the Dodgers' bullpen. I guess the, the next two at-bats demonstrated it very clearly uh, why he was he was hesitant to, to take him out. And th- this was certainly what I'd been hoping to see several innings earlier after, you know, the, the Nats had, uh, had Kershaw going for, like, what, 27 pitches or something like that in the first inning, around yep. 25. I was thinking, yeah, they, if they can knock him out in the fifth, the bullpen is stretched. You know, they can run away with this game. But you know, I, I don't know if Kershaw settled in or if the Nats got eager. Uh, the the outs came quickly after that. And uh, if, if Kershaw got into a rhythm there, uh, you know, because he is an awfully good pitcher, you know, his, his meltdowns in the postseason aside in prior years, and the Nats do have a tendency to be sporting gentlemen sometime, and they, they certainly seem to be uh, throughout the middle part of this game. I will note, uh, I put it in the game notes just because I thought it was interesting when I saw it before the game, and you mentioned them sticking with Kershaw. It's not something that Dodgers, not Kershaw in particular, but all other starters in general have done all this year. 
on their way to setting an MLB record with 590 and two-thirds innings pitched by their relievers, 607 total appearances, both of those things MLB records for the year. But uh, you can't say enough about about what Clayton Kershaw did tonight. Six and two-thirds, seven hits, five runs, uh, three of those scored after he left the game, but they were his runners, two walks, 11 Ks, 110 pitches uh, on three days rest. Just a, a dominant performance by one of the greatest pitchers of our age and uh, not happy about this loss at, at some point in the future. I'll be happy to say that I've watched Clayton Kershaw pitch most of his career, a lot of the big games at least since the Dodgers are out there on West Coast time. I don't get to too often, but I've seen some of his stinkers in the postseason. Tonight I saw a very good Clayton Kershaw out there getting it out on three days rest. Screw that guy, man. He plays for the wrong team. <laughs> Oh, that curveball, though. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 a very good pitcher, uh, and he certainly exhibited uh, a certain amount of mental toughness tonight that uh, certain people on the Nats rotation, oh, Gio, could uh, could could learn <laughs> from here. Um, you know, it, it, it's just too bad that he's used his powers for evil tonight. <laughs> Uh, on the mound for the Nationals at the start, uh, Joe Ross, who's split some pulling up at the moment as well. Uh, six and three, six and a third innings against the Dodgers in L.A. in late July. Gave up seven hits, two earned runs, and a 4-3 loss. Uh, made three starts after a prolonged DL stint. He missed two-plus months of the season with right shoulder inflammation. Uh, he came back to make three starts uh, in September, 279 ERA, a 326, 383, 395 line against the nine and two-thirds and pitched over that stretch, uh, two out hit by pitch, then a two-run home run on a sinker to Adrian Gonzalez early in the game, 2-1 Dodgers at that point, a double by Kershaw in the third, a two-out single by Turner just when it seemed like uh, Ross might escape that jam, 3-2 Dodgers at that point after the Nationals had rallied to tie it. Back-to-back walks, a hit-by-pitch, and a 33-pitch third. Uh, just Ross out at that point. Uh, I, I mentioned before the game, uh, it's a tough matchup for him, a left-hand heavy team so far in his career. Uh, well, I'll just stick with this season. 225, 269, 343 against right-handed bats, 317, 385, 439 against left-handers at Stands up for his career as well. Pretty much the same thing. Uh, uh, what do you think about this? The idea, the decision to go with Ross first of all, instead of maybe Ronaldo Lopez. I don't know if I go with Ronaldo, 22, and even less proven than Ross at this point. But three starts back off the DL, you go with him against a team that's a left-handed hitting team when he struggled against lefties. Uh, any problems with the decision to go with him first of all? And what do you think of his brief outing out there? Here. You go to the playoffs with the rotation you have, not the rotation you wish you had. And Gio is the only lefty. Uh, everyone else is either sort of a quad A guy or someone who has MLB potential but is either unproven, like Lopez, or struggling to come back and not the greatest against lefties, like Ross. So what do you do? Well, you you put each of them in for maybe you know one or two times through the through the lineup and and hope they make it. You know the uh, the hit he gave up to, to Kershaw was really big there in the third. You, you got to think that if if he gets him to make an out there, he probably gets through the third okay, uh, and maybe he he gets you a few outs into the fourth or even finishes the fourth, and the game has a whole different complexion. But you know that's that's baseball. It, it didn't go his way. He got tired. Uh, he couldn't find a plate, uh, and he had to come out early. So you know. Uh, 
Perez actually did did a nice job there of providing a bridge to Lopez. Uh, I, I think he's he's probably the, the the sort of sleeper story of of this game there. The job he did in the in the third and the fourth, getting to Ronaldo, uh, but just a, a, a tough situation with without really any good choices for the Nats there. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Baker asked after the game, uh, Madison's Dan Coco quoting him on Twitter, Dusty on what he expects the Dodgers to do pitching-wise in game five. Baker's answer, I know it ain't going to be Kershaw pitching, and thank God. Uh, we know we know it's going to be Max Scherzer pitching for the Nationals. Uh, I'm just pulling up the quote here. Uh, Dave Roberts, the Dodgers skipper, was talking uh, before this game. He said basically it's all hands on deck today. They don't know what they're going to do, but uh, the choice today was between uh, Clayton Kershaw and 20-year-old rookie Julio Urias. Uh, he didn't pitch today, so that leaves him open for the possibility, also the possibility of going back to Rich Hill and his two-pitch <laughs> repertoire that gave the Nationals some trouble the other day before they finally got to him. Uh, like I said, we know it's going to be Max. If you're the Dodgers skipper, who are you throwing out there? Uh, like you said before earlier, it's going to be Johnny Holstaff for them, essentially. Or did my brother say that to me before we started the show? I don't remember. But either way, <laughs> all hands on deck again for that one. But uh, If you're the Dodgers, who are you going with? Do you throw the 20-year-old rookie out there or the aged veteran, Rich Hill? Uh, actually, Dave Cameron wrote a pretty good article about this today on Fangraphs, where he said, "If you're the Dodgers, you should have pitched Urias today, and yeah. you know had had everyone ready to go in the bullpen because okay, you got to win today, but you don't just got to win today. You got to win today and tomorrow if you want to go on. Winning today gets you nothing if you have to start Hill on short rest or Urias anyway. So." Uh, you know they they managed to make it work with Kershaw's short rest, so that's uh, that's a, uh, a a blow in their favor. But uh, honestly, Hill on short rest or uh, Urias on normal rest versus Scherzer on normal rest is is not what I would prefer to be facing in the elimination game as the Dodgers. I mean, anything can happen. You know, the the Disparity in the matchup means probably that the the Nats come into this with like a 55% chance to win instead of a 50% chance to win. We know whatever the, the skew is, but uh, still, those those are five percentage points that you can get back if instead you got arrested Kershaw throwing game five. That said, um, I, I think I I I go all in and go two headed monster, go uh, still for one time through the lineup. And then, then put Urias out there, maybe two times through lineup, because that was about what he was good for against the Nats in uh, in game uh, game two. So, uh, put him in until the Nats get uh, get a good look at him, and then put in someone else and hope the change in looks buys you a couple more innings, and then cross your fingers for the rest of the bullpen. Yeah, our friend uh, Pete Kirtle from Masson. Uh, did the took a look. Dodgers lefty Rich Hill has made one career start on three days rest, lasted three innings, gave up five runs on three hits, four walks in that outing. So that would seem to play into what you're saying. Uh, I would probably go with Urias and throw the 20-year-old with the excellent stuff out there and see if he rises to the occasion. Uh, that's probably the kind of decision-making that would get me fired pretty quickly as a manager. But, uh, <laughs> Are you excited that there's another game in D.C.? I'm sure we all would have rather watched the Nationals wrap it up, but I'm not going to complain about getting in one more game since uh, we don't have credentials for the NLCS or World Series. So 
I'm excited about Ooh. the opportunity to get back. Would have liked to see them wrap it up tonight. Uh, I'm sure you have tickets for game five. Are you looking forward to uh, 10 tonight at the ballpark? Uh, for, the, for the sake of my emotional well-being, I, I, I wish they'd resolved it tonight. But, uh, you know, it'll be nice to have it'll be nice to have one more game out there uh, or at least one more game that we can watch. Um, I, I, it's just so nerve wracking having it all on the line like that. Um, fingers crossed, yeah. man. At least it wasn't a wild card game when your whole season's wrapped up in one night. They had a chance to win this one. They don't win it in five. I told an interview the other day, I said, I'm one of those people who has a hard time being disappointed in an entire season based on what happens in a five-game series. I think the Nationals put together a good series. It would be nice to see mm-hmm. them get past the NLDS for the first time, mainly so all the people, Orioles fans on the Internet, who say win a series before we can talk about anything can finally shut up with that one. But we'll see what happens Thursday night. It looks like it's going to be a five o'clock game unless the other NLDS series is settled tonight. And in which case we might get the eight thirty start, but either way, I'll see you tomorrow, sir. Nats nightly sponsored by baseball.com. Kind of upset that Dave wasn't able to join us. I would have loved to hear his take on this, but he just was going into work as we started. So unfortunately we'll have to hear from uh, tomorrow, six to five tonight. Game five, Thursday at some point in the afternoon. Talk to you after that one, sir. Don't ask.